Hello, travellers, wanderers and pilgrims. Now you're thinking, that's not how Dan usually begins his podcast. Well, it will all become clearer in a moment. But first, welcome to my Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins, and it's great to have your company. A very, very special thank you to my new Patreon sponsors, Alex and Arlene and Mike. Thank you so much for your kindness. And you can sponsor the podcast and help me reach my goal of 500 episodes by visiting patreon.com forward slash Dan Mullins. El Camino de Santiago, or The Way of St. James, is a series of pilgrimages across Europe. And a pilgrim is someone who walks a long distance as a means of intention. A dedication of sorts. It's one of the true joys of life to wander off to a far corner of the globe. Well, certainly a long way for an Australian. To see how the European culture unfolds. To see tradition in motion. And to see the machinations of life as it's been in many cases for hundreds of years. The land and culture has sustained the people living along the Camino for well over a thousand years. And you, as a pilgrim, get to sample it as you walk, in a form of slow tourism and dedication, across the landscape, in the footsteps of millions of pilgrims before you. The Camino is good for overcoming hardship in life and in your daily grind. And it's often said it's a metaphor for life. There are good days and bad days. Days when you're happy to share your journey and days when you just want and need some space. The Indian writer and yogi Sadhguru said, You cannot fight darkness. You have to light up and the darkness will disappear. Well, it struck me while putting together this week's episode that in walking, especially on the pilgrimage, you need to walk tall. There's a style of walking promoted by physiotherapists where they say, shine your light. They say to imagine you have a torch or a headlight in your chest and you don't want to walk with that light beam shining downward. You want it to shine straight ahead, a powerful beam shining directly in front of you. It keeps your back straight and helps you walk taller, keeping your vertebrae stacked neatly on top of one another and It's better for your knees, it's better for your hips, it's better for your shoulders. And it also struck me this week that while walking and trying to shine my light, that walking with a backpack draws your chest open and pilgrims are able to open their hearts and to shine their light. As Sadhguru said, you cannot fight darkness. You have to light up and the darkness will disappear. So shine a light, pilgrims. My guest this week is doing his best to shine a light every day, every week, everywhere he goes. My friends Kathy Watkins and Tim Quinn are in Seattle in the United States, and they recently played host to this week's guest, Liam Bailey. Kathy said, Dan, you have to speak to Liam. Now, Kathy's a trusted friend. And that's why Liam Bailey is on the line. Welcome, Pilgrim. Good morning, Dan. Well, at least it's uh, good morning in Sunderland in the mighty UK. Yeah, yeah. And it's evening here in Sydney and in the middle of our summer. 
Down Under. Hey, I started this week's episode, Liam, saying, hello, travellers, wanderers and pilgrims. Where did I hear that? <laughs> uh, that is the beginning of pretty much every video I made from uh, from my recent uh, pilgrimage uh, started in 2022. Um, yeah, pretty much every every video and every writing that I did, I started with uh, Hello, Travelers, Wanderers, and Pilgrims. Yeah, we're going to get to Travelers, Wanderers, and Pilgrims in a minute. But first, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself, Liam. Oh, my gosh. Um, I am uh, uh, I'm, I'm living here in Sunderland in the UK. If, for those of you that might be confused by my accent, I did uh, spend a number of years in the US. I'm originally British born uh, and uh, our family finally moved to the US when I was 14. And uh, then we stayed. And uh, last year or two years ago now it is, I made a decision to move back to the UK uh, where I feel most at home. Um, so I, I live here in Sunderland. I am, uh, um, oh gosh, such a, <laughs> such a, a great question. I'll just go with the current. Right now I'm the, um, I, I've started an organization here in Sunderland called the Center for Human Transformation and Spirituality. I'm the, the managing director and, um, with the purpose of helping individuals examine who they are as a human being yeah, and yeah. the impact that we have in the world and what we can do about it on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, how lovely. We'll get to spirituality and we'll get to transformation as well throughout the course of this discussion. But I'm going to take you back because I first saw a post from you uh, and you were at Auntie Shirley's place in Wakefield. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in the UK, right? You were about yeah, to head yeah. to Glasgow to begin this incredible yeah. walk. First of all, tell us about that walk. And I want to know how you arrived there. What motivated you to do this incredible journey? Uh, that's uh, that's another great question. You're going to have a lot of great questions, I think. <laughs> um so I did my first Camino in 2015, and as most people experience, it really is one of the most, uh, can be um, one of the most transformative experiences of anybody's life. It certainly was for me. And uh, from 2015 on, uh, as a, a solopreneur uh, working from home, I, uh, as my family uh, and my kids would notice I, there were two primary movies that played in the background because I'm an extrovert. And um, and so I when working from home, it quietness actually is louder than <laughs> than than background noise. And so I I thought, well, I'll just put something on in the background instead of music. because I have a tendency to want to sing songs, uh, um, which distracts me. So I ended up I would have the way the movie the way and the movie um six ways to santiago mm -hmm. in the background and they would just they would just play in the background and no other movies actually really satisfied me for the longest time and um and so in april march march or april of 2021 i was on a phone conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about walking and she said to me, you know, it sounds like you're not done walking. 
And that set me back a bit. And I thought, wow, maybe I'm maybe I'm not done walking. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it for a week or so. And the conclusion that I drew looking at my life was, no, I'm not done walking. There's something incomplete about it for me. And so I, and, and this is also comes at a time when my life was in a significant uh, place of transformation as it was anyways. I was going through a massive transition. And I, in a matter of weeks, decided that I would sell everything I own and move back to the UK and plotted out uh, a pilgrimage that would take me from Glasgow, Scotland, which is where my father lives and where he grew up, to to all the way through the Scotland and England, and then across into France along the Via Francigena, then pick up the Jakobsweg to uh, Geneva, and then over to Le Puy, to Santiago, and then backwards to uh, uh, to the Arles, and then down uh, along the Mediterranean and to Rome, and then over to India and Nepal and Japan, all doing pilgrimages. That was the intent. But also the intent was to walk until I was done walking. And so that's that's how this whole journey came about, was that I, I, I knew I needed to walk more because that was incomplete for me. I was in life transition as it was anyways. And what a good time to kind of put a marker in place for this transition than to do a pilgrimage and, and walk until I was done walking. Fantastic. Or until I finished the Shikoku 88 in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cast your mind back for us, Liam. You go to Auntie Shirley's place in Wakefield um, before you're heading to Glasgow, and you're about to undertake this mammoth walk, this mammoth pilgrimage, this mammoth life journey. What did Auntie Shirley think? She thought I was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> along with my cousin, uh, Rose, and along with my other cousin, John, who all thought I was had gone off the edge. Um, and, and I say that lightheartedly as mm. she did. She mm. she was extremely supportive, an incredibly supportive woman. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, but she would say, "What on earth? Yeah, <laughs> are, are you are you doing this for?" And and uh, um, and we had numerous conversations. And again, she was just. Uh, extremely supportive, one of the most supportive uh, people um, that I have in my life. Yeah, yeah. Take us back walking from Glasgow down to, to Canterbury. Did you meet anybody else walking through the UK on a similar pilgrimage and headed toward that the Camino and that part of the world? Oh, I, I, I did not. I, if I met I met one young fellow who was walking from Land's End to John O'Groats, which oh, okay. is a, a, the a big mm. cross uh, cross UK trek. Um, uh, so, and and that was in the midst of a stormy, windy day, um, and he was, uh, yeah, he was worse for the wear, and he was only halfway. <laughs> but I, I really, I really didn't meet anybody else. You know, it's the winter time too. I left on December twenty eighth. Yeah, uh, and so not many people, oh, yes. except for local walkers. And walking is a big thing in England, in the in the UK. So people walk as it is, anyways. But they're more like daily walks, and they'll do seven, eight, ten, twelve miles in a in a day. But nobody that was on a long 
long-term walk other than the fellow going from Land's End to John O'Groats. Can I just clarify, you said that's a cross-Britain walk. It's top to bottom, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. And that's yeah, it, it really is top to bottom. It's from the northernmost peak to the southernmost peak. Yeah, so, yeah, Land's End in the south. Most people mm. go from Land's End up to John O'Groats. Right. Uh, there's a big cycle ride every year that does that as well. Yeah, yeah. A fundraiser. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Ian Botham did it. The cricketer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think he did. Yeah. For, for yeah. charity. So, where do you stay yeah. in, the, in the United Kingdom on your way from Glasgow? Where do you stay? Are there the equivalent of Albergues? Uh, no. So that's the thing that the. Uh, Pilgrimages or or ways and caminos in in the UK are are a relatively new thing. They're starting to pick up a lot of steam. There's the British Pilgrimage Trust that is um, uh, essentially uh, driving the driving force behind developing different pilgrimages and also um, establishing or trying to establish places for accommodation. Um, the what I did was I did a couple of different things. I reached out to all the churches in every village. I mapped it out ahead of time entirely from from Glasgow all the way down to Ramsgate. My whole entire route, I mapped it out. I knew where I was going to be at at given times, and um, and so I'd ride ahead to the to the warden or the the reverend of each village church for the Church of England or the Catholic Church or even the um, the Quakers, um, as many as I could that I could find. And I just let him know that I'm on a long pilgrimage and I'm looking for accommodation. Any help would be wonderful. Mm. About 75% of the time I was hosted by uh, a, a, a church parishioner, the reverend themselves, or the church warden. Either and wow. sometimes I slept in the church, and sometimes I slept at their home and had incredible meals and amazing conversations. Yeah. I also um, uh, posted on a few websites. So I mean, not websites, but Facebook groups, especially Camino and pilgrimage-oriented Facebook groups. Uh, I posted there, and then I posted on other. Um, backpacking uh, like backpacking europe or world travel kind of groups just letting them know what i was doing and if there's anybody that would like to host a, a pilgrim i'd i'd be more than grateful wow that's fantastic how long did you expect to be walking uh initially i expected to be walking almost two years how on earth did you have the means to take so much time out of your day-to-day -day life. Uh, that's, yeah. I um, When I say I sold everything and left everything behind, I sold everything and left everything behind. Wow. My, my when it, it, this was a, a major mark for me in my life and leaving yeah. corporate life, leave, leaving um, a world of, of uh, we could probably get deeper into this, so a world of, trying and pushing and driving yeah. and, and striving and leaving that behind for something that was completely unknown it was a it was a surrender to 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 I, it, 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 at the time i had no idea what it was going to be when sure. i was done 
Um, so it was, a, it was literally a complete surrender. So what prompted you then to do this mammoth walk? What was it? What was the catalyst to sell everything and say, you know what? I'm walking for two years. <laughs> well, when you're, I guess, I suppose when you're on a, uh, when you're in life transition and, uh, you know, that, and I, I, I want to be, I, I just as like a tangent, you know, life transition is not an age thing. It's a thing thing. It's just when you get to a point in your life, when, when you've, when you feel like, I think I've, I, I don't, I don't want to follow this path anymore. This path I was on, I, I need to follow a different path and I don't know what that looks like. And, and, um, and I knew in my heart, I knew that I, there was a, a, a massive level of surrender that, that, was, that was calling me forth, if I can say it that way. And, uh, and I knew that it would require me to, to um, s- surrender everything, like even to an extent, the identity of who Liam John Bailey was, Wow. You know, who in the, in the question of who am I, what am I willing, what, what is it that I can, I, I'm willing to let go of, and what is it that I should let go of that I'm unwilling to let go of? So can and I just, can so, I just interrupt you, Liam, and ask this then? Go ahead. Was there, was it a gradual thing that crept up on you and you thought, what's happening to me here? Or was there just something that happened one day and you said, oh my gosh, Liam needs to change? <laughs> Both. Uh, for the five or so previous years, I was uh, I was seeking um, it, the the this transition was 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 growing in 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 little steps. It was um, an internal journey for the most part, um, and in that discovery process, as I opened myself up to other possibilities, as I opened myself up to the way I was being that wasn't working. Uh, I the idea of um, uh, full surrender starts to rise by itself, and and then in a single conversation in in March or April, I can't remember exactly when it was. In a single conversation, somebody asks a question, and this happens for many people. Somebody asks a questions, and then pop, there it is. There's the answer. They didn't, ask, they didn't give you the answer. They just asked the question that precipitated the rise of the answer. And the answer was, this is it. This is where the line, this is where I draw the line in the sand. And, and, uh, and I go on, on, to a, on, on this journey of, of deep, um, deep discovery. So when you set out, I, I know that certainly by the end you were on a pilgrimage, but when you set out, were you on a pilgrimage or a very long walk? Uh, it's not a pilgrimage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so then, where did the idea of pilgrimage come from, and and the and the idea that pilgrimage could be a solution for you? You know, I grew up Catholic, and uh, the idea of pilgrimage as a means for um, in in internal growth, as a means for um, uh, um, what's the word for it? Of really taking a look at or uh, who who we are, or or even for that matter, um, 
any sort of devotion to God mm-hmm. uh, as we as we know it. Um, pilgrimages can produce the space and the time for a person to be with themselves in in all of that. So I've I've known it for years and years and years intuitively. Um, it's not like somebody came to me and said in, when I was young, hey, you need to do a pilgrimage. Here's what a pilgrimage is about. I just heard about pilgrimages through the process of of, of Catholic life uh, and, and other life, uh, you know, just being among human beings. If, if your ears are open, you hear things. Um, and so, of course, then once I, I, I met uh, people on the, my first Camino, I was a young lady from... Um, uh Norway I met on my first commute the very first person I met as a matter of fact uh, in 2000 I think it was 18 she walked from her front door in Norway to Santiago um and uh and so it the the idea of something long like this was um uh, I was well, apart from appealing and attractive and, and, and things like that, it just seemed like the right thing to do for me. Yeah, the calling. Yeah, yeah, really, that's what, when we listen carefully, there is that. There is this unction, this, this calling that's beckoning us forward to something, and that, that something is where we, we, where we kind of face ourselves in, in who we are as a human being. Yeah, yeah. Are you a religious man, Leah? I would say I'm a, I'm a spiritual man. There was a time when I was probably more religious. Um, yeah. But nowadays, I'm, I'm, uh, I, don't, I'm, I don't necessarily adhere to a particular religion or doctrine. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I think I'm... Well, uh, I'll just say I'm spiritual. I was going to say I'm deeply spiritual, but I don't know what that is. Actually, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think it's most probably somebody who tries and tries regularly and keeps trying to get as deep as they can into their spiritual side. That's what I would think is somebody who says they're deeply spiritual, and I think that certainly applies to you from what I've read about you and 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 the research I've done. But I just want to ask you a quick question about that. The differentiation between religious and spiritual. Some people say, oh, I'm not like you. I, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. What's the difference? Oh, gosh, that, that's a, I have that answer. In, in my own discovery, spirituality or, or being spiritual is the journey to self. Uh, religion is the doctrine under which we would choose to follow some sort of... Uh, um, uh, relationship to God, who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, so religion is the the doctrine, and spirituality is the journey to self. And we are all, I think, all on a journey to self. And, and thus, in that answer, everybody's spiritual. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and but we just do it under different doctrines, under different religious banners. Yeah. You've set yourself up, as you said, in Sunderland in England, establishing what's yeah. the, the Center for Human Transformation and Spirituality. Tell us about that journey, that pilgrimage. Oh, boy, that's great. Um, it started probably 17 years ago, if I could put a start date on it, uh, in the Seattle area where I lived in the U.S. There was a, an, uh, 
a nonprofit called the Matt Talbot Center. Uh, it's an outpatient intensive treatment center for um, addiction, and uh, primarily the population that we served were the homeless in Seattle. It was a one-year program, and essentially, uh, if a person wanted to, um, you know, change their life and come off the streets and uh, rid their life, rid themselves of of their addictive lifestyle, they could come to the Matt Talbot Center, and services would be free. And uh, I um, started a uh, to deliver a personal development coursework that I created at, at that facility, and then I delivered it for the following eight, 17 years. Um, and uh, one of the things I've noticed in the personal development world, uh, and this is also the case in my own journey of personal development, is that um, if the ones, if you have money, you get to get the real, the, the deep knowledge and the wisdom and, and, uh, and, and the practices that can really move your life forward. And, and you know, when you go to, uh, you, you see somebody's little uh, YouTube short and they tell you, hey, here are the three steps. Oh, by the way, if you want to know more, click here. And then you click there and you go to a seminar for two hours. And at the end, of, and it's a free seminar. At the end of the free seminar, they say, if you want to know more and get really get into into transforming your life, click here and you do, and it's four hundred dollars. And uh, <laughs> um, you know that's so spiritual, and then you, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you have to go to uh, you know there's a conference, and you live in Seattle, and the conference is in Dallas, so you pay for an airplane, you pay for the conference, you pay for the hotel, you pay for your food, and by the time you're done with that, the fifteen hundred dollar conference is twenty seven, twenty eight hundred dollars. Uh, and when you're a family of four and you're feeding your kids and you have one income and you want to transform your life, you want to move it forward, you want to do personal development, you make a choice between your your family and your own personal life. And some might choose that, but I, I many times I would choose my my kids, making sure that they had a, um, a, a good life and to the best extent that I could. So what it came down to is that access to knowledge and wisdom in the personal development and human transformation world comes to those who have the means to access it. And I always said to myself, if I, when I can, and I will establish an organization that can provide the knowledge and wisdom to the extent that I have it, uh, and, and then invite other people to, to it as well, to anybody regardless of economic status. So nobody is excluded from the knowledge Nobody's excluded from the wisdom, and everybody has equal access, and uh, and that's the purpose of the center. You mentioned the personal development journey that you developed and teaching it to those people who needed it most, those people who perhaps couldn't afford it, and 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 now you're you're still on that journey, that pilgrimage, which is just so wonderful. It made me wonder when you were talking about it. Have you ever wondered why spirituality has featured so much in your life? Mm, oh gosh. Um, I, you know, I don't think I've ever had anybody ask me that question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wonder why it's been. I, I, I don't have an answer for you. Uh, Good, Dan. Good at the moment. Good. I, what I, yeah. What my I don't, answer I don't, is. I, I don't want an answer. Always been right. It's always been there. It's yeah. just been there. 
I don't yeah. I don't have an explanation as to why it's just been there, but I can remember being 13 years old and wondering, yeah. not wondering why I'm this way, but I always had these questions and and they've always been there as far as I can, as long as I can remember it. I've always had these questions. I was the guy that would sit in, in Catholic youth organization in our meetings and want to talk about what's what Jesus said. <laughs> and while the, everybody else is talking about what the Friday night football game was like and and. Um, yeah, I, I think I've been a seeker all of my life, and I don't, I, I don't have five. Yeah, I don't have an answer for your question. That's good. That's good because it means you're going to think about it, and I'm going to think about it, and my listeners are going to think about it even more. I read a post you wrote, and this was a year after you began your journey, and you said, mm. "What my eyes have seen, what my ears have heard." What my mm. inner self has experienced, the air my lungs have breathed, the moisture my face has felt, have left their indelible mark upon me. However, the pinnacle, the ultimate, the greatest joy of the entire journey, the incredible human beings who contributed mm. to the enormity of the journey. In remembrance, my heart is still overflowing with the love, grace, and kindness offered to me by so many. Tell us about that journey, the journey of friendship and love on your pilgrimage. Mm. Wow. <laughs> First of all, did I write those words? You did. <laughs> you did. So uh, this is probably where I get, I'll probably get the most choked up. Um, you know, the Camino in, in, in Spain, the Camino Frances, and in other uh, other routes that lead to Santiago, um, you know, especially the Camino Frances. My first Camino, I met uh, 106 people from 39 countries. Uh, um, and um, this pilgrimage, You know, and all the things that are happening today, all of the hatred, all of the the vitriol that's spewed from mouths of human beings. On my Camino, on my pilgrimage, I met the most amazing human beings. I met people who have uh, far exceeded things that I've done in my life who are uh, and I've met the most humble, I've met the most gracious, I've met the most loving, I've met the most kind, serving human beings, day after day after day after day after day. It didn't matter where I was, what country I was in, it didn't matter whether I was in, in Scotland or England or France or Germany or Spain, it, it just didn't matter. Everywhere I went, I met beautiful human beings and all they wanted to do was share love and that was it mm. and uh, my heart <sighs> i can tell still full still so full of love <laughs> I, and I, and yeah, and, and joy Be, the the next paragraph i didn't get to the next paragraph yet because right <laughs> <laughs> writing about the people that you met, you said, because of you, I am kinder. Because of you, I am more open. 
Because of you, I am more loving. Because of you, I am gentler. Because of you, I am wiser. Because of you, my view of the human landscape is broader, more clear. Because of you, I am more me. And I'm thinking, right, when I'm reading this, wow, this this is going to be a good interview. <laughs> you said, this, this, I just love it, right? You said, at its start, it was my journey to self. This is you writing a year after you'd started. <clears throat> Throughout the walk, <throat> it became clear that it was more than just my journey. It was our journey. A walk of many, for many, who all yeah. participated in various ways to make it what it became. Yeah. So let me ask you a very simple question. How do you take that home with you, Liam, or to the next phase of your life? How do you do, as, as Sadhguru said, you can't find darkness, you have to light up and the darkness will disappear. How do you take yeah. that extraordinary extraordinary observation from 12 months into your journey and take that with you moving forward for the rest of your life. That's a, that's a huge question, Dan. I think uh, you wake up in the morning and you look yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself that you're not alone. And you look yourself in the mirror and you say, I love you. And then when you leave your door, Leave it knowing that every person you meet in this world, every, every single person you meet is just like you. They want love. They want to feel safe. They want to feel secure. They want to know they're not alone. And they are filled with fear, filled with concerns about how life is going to go. And sometimes they know that they are filled with those fears. And sometimes they are operating from a place where they don't, they're just not even aware. They're doing automatic behaviors that are it's just that, and how we say it is, well, this is just how I am. And that we're all wounded. We all carry with us these hurts, these wounds. And if we can just look at it. I can hear I can hear how much this means to you, Liam. But yeah. Let if me, we if we could if I, let me finish that. One sure. If we could just look in each other's eyes with grace, with the understanding the enormity of grace. There's a there's a a, a phrase in uh, Snow Patrol's song "Chasing Cars." It says. Um, uh, I need your grace to help me find my own. And when we're not willing to offer people grace, they can't find it for themselves sometimes. And if we see each other's, if we look in each other's eyes and look in each other's hearts and just ask, am I offering this person grace and love? Or am I offering them judgment and condemnation? You know, I haven't read the last line of the post, <laughs> right? So this is a year after you began this Camino in Glasgow. The last line of your post answers my last question. And it says, may your footsteps be light 
and may the ground be soft beneath your feet. May abundance and prosperity greet you at your door. And may your heart and homes be filled with the love, joy, grace and peace of the ever-present divine. There you are. Be kind. Yeah. Be love. Be yeah. light. Yeah. Yeah. How fantastic. I want to know how the Camino um, resonates in your life now at the Center for Human Transformation and Spirituality. Is it a feature of, of your teachings at the center and, 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 and the, the, the journey that you take the people with you on? Oh, absolutely. I use it as a basis for all of my, um, I have some coursework that I deliver and it's it's a part of that coursework. Eventually we'll start doing Camino retreats um, where we'll do um, five week or five day or full on uh, uh, Camino France says uh, uh, walks as a, as a group with specific guidance along the way. Um, so it's a yeah it'll, it's it it is just in my in my coursework it's part of um a lot of the learnings that i uh, uh took from from my pilgrimage or are, mm. are uh, have been inserted into my teachings and and uh um and yeah it's it's going to be a major part of of some of the things that the uh, some of the programs that the center provides can you imagine a day when you say to someone, you know what, I think you need to walk the Camino? I say it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. What was I talking about? Of course you do. Now, there's another post I found on your Facebook page. Now, it's a poem that you wrote, I think, if my research is right, in 2005. Yeah. If we stand still long enough and look within deep enough, we can see a light brighter than the sun, the warmth of which draws people near and the truth of which is clearer than a summer day. When released, its love overcomes and its grace overshadows. For this is our calling to know this light within, embrace it, and release it upon the earth. That was 2005. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. your, your pilgrimage of poetry. <laughs> it's, uh, it's most of it sitting in pieces of paper in a folder somewhere in, uh, in a box. Um, I haven't, that one's highly inspired extraordinarily inspired i was sitting at the end of a dock on, on lake washington in kirkland uh and uh i was um the sun was just setting behind the olympics uh and i was completely overcome um just in a uh, you could you could call it bliss um, I, I, I think that word is overused in the in the in, in the you know spiritual world, but um, whatever the feeling was, it was beautiful. It it it, it was, um, and and out of that moment came these words that just. Yeah. I had a notebook with me 
and uh, I, I was actually journaling at the time. <laughs> and uh, out of, just out of that moment came these these words, and and um, and, and now they're uh, a, a major part of of who I am. That that very poem is um, is deeply anchored in who I am. Yeah, this light within and embracing it and releasing it upon the earth. So beautiful, yeah, exactly. so beautiful. And I'm going to read that poem again um, at the end of the at the end of the podcast. So here's the kicker of this story, Liam Bailey. Right. So uh, my friend Kathy tells me about you, and I'm inspired, and I do my research, and I'm thinking this guy's fantastic. He starts in Glasgow. He spends the night before with Auntie Shirley, and this is fantastic. Wait a minute. Then I find. You didn't finish. <laughs> what what happened? Uh, so remember at the beginning, I had this, you know, the original pilgrimage was 8,000 miles, 8,500 miles. And, but there were two parts to it. It was walk the full distance, do all of the pieces, all of the parts that I intended to do, or walk until I was done walking. And um, and I I walked until I was done walking, I, and you can see the transition as I um, through my posts. Uh, there are points and times I I took a break in Putney, which is just inside of London, um, a very kind of near Chelsea area of London on the south side of of the Thames River, and I. I I stopped there and then the next day I thought, gosh, you know, just let me take a break because I was feeling dumb, but part of that was physical in mm. a way. Mm -hmm. um, it had been a long, long journey through there. Um, the winter and spring in, in England is very wet and it was very wet and I was tired and thought, okay, let me take a break. And the person uh, that hosted me in Sunderland, I asked her if I could come back up and just stay there for a little bit and just kind of regenerate. So I came back up here and 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 I thought, you know, I, I'm I'm after a week or so, a couple of weeks, I I knew I was ready to walk again because the the physicalness of walking had had uh, I'd regenerated that, and so I I started to walk again and I got to Ramsgate, crossed over into France, uh, and I changed a few things up here um, just because there were some timing concerns that I had and and. Uh, and a person wanted to walk with me in in Camino Francaise, and their window was a very small window as well. So, I when I got to to the uh, Via Podienses, I I wrote on one of my I might have even spoke it. I I wasn't walking for anything but the but just to walk. There was a a, a point of time where it came where I getting up in the morning and walking was a thing I did, like brushing your teeth or, or, um, gosh, I, I mean, there's so many things that, mm. uh, that we do, we just do them. We don't really put any thought in behind it. Walking to me at that time was the, the purpose of walking was walking not anything yeah. else it wasn't yeah. it wasn't to see things it wasn't to meet people it wasn't for self-development it wasn't to deepen my self spiritually it was merely just to walk and and the words of thick han would keep coming up about um 
you know, uh, walking as though your feet are kissing the ground and walking, um, uh, arrive, arrive with every step. The, this, this idea of walking for the sake of walking. And from that point forward, all I was, my whole walk was just about walking. It was, mm. it was, it was the, it was the it completely unexpected to have. I, I can be quite heady, and and I have all kinds of incredible thoughts. Well, I mean, not that I'm. Well, <laughs> these thoughts come into my head, and I I have these massive moments and stuff like that. Well, this wasn't anything. It was empty. It was there was space, but no space, and there was. There was nothing to think and there was nothing to to there was i wasn't going a place and i wasn't not going a place and i wasn't it was just all walking mm. if that makes sense yeah and at that point i knew i'm this is it yeah i don't i actually don't have to walk anymore yeah i, I can walk but i don't i don't have to walk i don't yeah because walking now is just it's for the sake of walking there's and I'm here, and there's a bird, and there's a a, 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 a rabbit, and there's a a tree, and there's an orchard, and there's a and and things are just there, and I'm just mm. walking, and and yeah. it, it was really the most uh, the most gosh, I'm running out of words to describe this this experience. You'd had enough, and you'd done it. it <laughs> Well, it was it was actually. I mean, because I could go on, you know. I mean, I could have I could have kept going. I suppose it wasn't that I had enough. It was that the it was the. This is why it's so difficult to describe. It's like it's like sitting in the sun, and and everything disappears, right? And there's just you and the sun. For me, it was just there was just me and walking. But me wasn't me, Liam Bailey. Me, me wasn't an identity I created. It was just this. It was just walking. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah, yeah. Hard. No, it's, 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 it's interesting. In the simplest form, in the simplest way of being a human, in the absolute simplest, if you break it all down and throw, put everything aside of all the doings that we do in our life, all of this do, 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 set everything aside, what is there? It's just you. And you are not. And that's what I was walking. I was not. Um, yeah, it's really hard to describe. And at that point, I was like, you know, I don't have to walk, and I don't have to not walk. Yeah, yeah, how amazing! So when you look back now, the France Camino Frances was the part of the journey, and you'd walked it in uh, 2015. But did you consider the entire walk from Glasgow a, a Camino? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I followed. I followed uh, pilgrimage routes, established pilgrimage routes all the way through the UK. So, what would you say to someone who's listening today, Liam, uh, who's thinking of walking the Camino? They cannot not walk the Camino. <laughs> if you're thinking about walking the Camino, <laughs> you cannot not walk the Camino. <laughs> the very fact that you're thinking about it means that you have to walk the Camino. And then I say this in one of my videos, 
don't put it on your bucket list. Take it off your bucket list and put it on your to-do list. Because if you leave it on your bucket list, it'll be too late. Yeah. Take yeah. it off your bucket list and put it on the to-do list. And I encouraged people in, at one point, actually, some people took me up on this. <laughs> I said, look, if you're on the edge, like right now, you just have to do the Camino. Book your plane ticket. And then deal with the rest later. Deal with the training. Deal with the practice. Deal with the packs. Deal with all that later. Book your ticket. And I had three people respond to me saying, "Liam, I booked my ticket." Yeah. Yeah. Don't put it on your bucket list. Put it on your book it list. Is yeah, it for <laughs> book it exactly? <laughs> Is it for everyone? It, yes. Okay. Yes. Now I've got. I mean, there are there may be some people that have some physical disabilities mm -hmm. uh, that they believe that they cannot do it. Mm -hmm. However, my encouragement is to look at your community and ask your community, will you help me do the Camino? Oh God. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, 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 I just wouldn't want anybody who's got this on their heart to, to allow anything to get in the way. If you have a community of friends, a church community, a, a whatever community, be bold and ask them, will you help me walk the Camino? Well, people take me to Spain, start me and walk with me, carry me, whatever it is, who's willing to do this for me so that I can walk my Camino? Don't let anything stop you from walking your Camino. Oh my sorry. gosh. <laughs> no, you don't have to say sorry. That's just magic. Just so magic. Look, we're almost out of time and it's early in the yeah. UK there and, and you've got a busy day ahead of you here. It's getting late in the evening here and I've got to get up very early. Tell us a Camino story, Liam. I, I, this is, this is a, I mean, I have a bunch, but this one is probably one of the most inspiring uh, that I have experienced. It didn't happen to me. It happened to the person I was walking with. Um, uh, Laura, she's, she, she's my pilgrim partner these days. Uh, and we, we started, we left San Jean-Pierre-de-Port, uh, I think it was the 26th of May, and walked up to Orison and stayed the night there, and then uh, made our way over the pass on the second day to um, Roncesvalles. We didn't stay in Roncesvalles. We we stayed in the next uh, the next village um, beyond. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and then we set off for Zubiri on the third day, and um, and we're on the descent into this kind of long, jagged. The, the all of the slate is uplifted and tilted so that they're the, the rocks are, are not flat, they're sticking straight up. And it was a, yeah. um, it was a, it's a bit challenging to walk. And Laura and I are walking along. We're having a conversation. She's just slightly behind me. And we had that morning started out with another gal, Kathy, from Colorado. And the three of us are walking along and we're having this wonderful conversation. And there goes Laura, belly flop right onto the ground, full on belly flop and she hit her face uh face first right into the ground i mean i'm watching it happen no. and i'm i'm like stunned and uh so i 
we get her uprighted and, and sitting and uh and there you know she's her hands are all got rocks ground into them and oh. she's bleeding in a couple of places and she scratches on her on her face and and uh um uh, t- 10 feet in front of us is a frenchman and his wife uh peter and um dominique and he turns around he whips around he's got this massive backpack on and he's a retired medic and the bottom half of his backpack is full oh. of medic gear so he attends to laura here's the inspiring part laura never missed a beat she got back up I carried her backpack all the way into Zuberia, and yes, we took a taxi to our next town because we didn't stay in Zuberia. We had a we had a place booked a couple of towns down. Um, but the next day, we got up and started walking. We walked into Pamplona, and she has a big, huge black eye. <laughs> she's got wow. her arms in a she's got her arms in a sling, and she's got her backpack on, and and uh, and and she gets up, and we just walk, and we we walk, we walked into Pamplona, and. Stayed in Pamplona, and then the next day, she got up, and we walked to Estella. She walked to Estella, yes. and the next day, and there, at that point, we separated. I went ahead, and um, she she wanted to walk alone for a while, and so I went a, a day ahead. Uh, just I, I I walked really fast. I had a thirty five mile thirty five kilometer day that day, and so I, but she just kept walking. And she completed her Camino, but that fall was unbelievable. And it's an area where where people do fall. Yeah. But I was so inspired at her desire to keep going. It was a really, really hard fall, a belly flop onto rocks that are jagged and sticking straight up. And, and uh, um yeah, yeah. And some days she transferred her lug- her back her backpack forward so that she could still walk. So we used the, you know, the the transfer yeah, pro- uh, uh, yeah. companies and and uh, so that was really helpful. And she got a little day pack and and um, you know, but uh, you, you kept going. And and what this is is that you know we face things in life that are hard mm. that trip us up and they make us fall and 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 then. We, we have a decision to make right at that moment. We can keep going or we can let it overcome us. We can let it stop us. We can let it get in the way. We can make something about it. We can make meaning out of it. Or we can go, oh, that happened, and get up and get on our way. Shine our light. Uh, yeah, shine our light, exactly. Yeah, shine our light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Liam, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Such a treasured hour that we've spent together, my friend. Congratulations and good luck. I wish you all the best. Kathy Watkins was right. Yours is a magical story, Liam. Thank you well, for thank taking you. the time to speak to me. And I, I really look forward to the day I walk through the door of your Centre for Human Transformation and Spirituality in Sunderland in the UK. Buen Camino, my friend. Buen Camino, Dan. It was a pleasure. My guest this week was Liam Bailey. My thanks again to Kathy Watkins for suggesting I speak to Liam because it was a true delight. And it was the Indian writer and yogi Sadhguru who said, you cannot fight darkness. You have to light up and the darkness will disappear.
And I have to read Liam's poem again, don't I? If we stand still long enough and look within deep enough, we can see a light brighter than the sun, the warmth of which draws people near and the truth of which is clearer than a summer day. When released, its love overcomes and its grace overshadows. For this is our calling, to know this light within, embrace it and release it upon the earth. A very special thank you to my new Patreon sponsors. There's Alex and Arlene and Mike. Thank you so much for your kindness. And you can sponsor the podcast and help me reach my goal of 500 episodes by visiting patreon.com forward slash Dan Mullins. Thanks for your company this week and every week. Until next week, shine a light. (laughs) I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. Somewhere along the way Somewhere along the way